podcast my name is michelle cairns from ypn and here with us today we have got lewis Compton. hi lewis how are you hello michelle very very well thank you although the weather has definitely turned here in the uk so i'm uh i'm, I'm putting up with the cold but i've got my heater on first time in a while so yeah Ooh, well we're recording this mid-november here and uh yes but i don't mind i don't mind the um cold as you know if there's christmas lights and the that's festive true. atmosphere that's not too bad it's uh yeah it's January and February that I'm not too keyed on (laughs) so don't mind this when all the good stuff's kind of happened and now we've got to get on with reality yeah exactly exactly but um no it's great to have you on with us today and I know that we've uh, we've done some work with you you know from the YPN side so some of our listeners might be familiar with uh what you have done might be attended one of your free web classes for example um but for those of you for those of listeners who don't know um Lewis you have been you're the founder and CEO of star trading and you have been in trading in the financial markets for nearly 10 years now um but do you want to just explain about how your experience and your um expertise in trading relates to property and how you have worked with property investors to help them build their portfolio i suppose using um using the profits from trading so a bit of an unusual a- angle we haven't it's not one we've really covered on a podcast before yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Yeah, brilliant. So, I mean, that's a very broad question. So it's got given me a lot to work with there. Um, I think one of the, the good ways to think about trading when we're talking about trading financial markets in partnership with property, which is very much how I see them in, in terms of a symbiosis. I am a property investor as well. I've been trading now for over 10 years and I use that capital that I generated from property investment, sorry, from trading to go into property investment. So I've been investing now in property for probably about seven years, um, which feels crazy that I've been around the block for that uh, longer time, no pun intended. So yeah, the the interpretation or rather the expectation of what trading is, is often very different to what I see it as a reality. People have all these preconceived ideas that it's very fast paced, angry, bye, 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 sell, 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 shouting at people and things like that, like you see in the movies. And it's not really that at all. It's It's individuals in front of their computer screens for with the way that I teach people 30 minutes a day maximum when they know what they're doing in your learning phase, you may want to spend a little bit longer, but when you, once you know what you're doing, it's 30 minutes a day in front of your computer, again, anywhere in the world, making informed decisions based upon analysis, based upon systems and strategies, like we have in property investment, we have to have a a system and a strategy in place. The same way we approach property markets, we approach financial markets as well. So we make sure that we are uh, taking really good quality trades. And so for me, I see very much a symbiosis because we do work with a lot of people who are also property investors to generate capital for deals. Uh, whether they've been investing in property for a long time and they've maybe come to the end of their own capital, they don't like the idea of OPM, which is always thrown out there. Like use other people's money. It's fine. It's not a problem. It's nice and easy. Oh, yeah, it's so easy just to raise money from friends and family. And then the stress and the pressure that comes from that. Most property investors, I think, if they're honest, would much rather be using their own capital to invest in property. And I'm falling into that category as well. I've done angel finance. um, I've done uh, bridging finance. I've done all of those different styles of funding. And my favorite one by far is always when I am able to use my own capital. I just feel like there's less stress attached to it. So that's what we 
tend to do when we're working with property investors is they're very much looking to grow their trading account to then use it for property investment. And the best thing is if they learn how to trade in their UK based, it's tax free. So we don't have to give away any of that profit to the government. And um, when you start making your money through your property portfolio, then of course, there's tax to pay. But if you're generating that capital from your trading, those profits are tax free in the UK. Well, I'm going to guess that there are two camps of people listening to this podcast and one of the one camp is going to be people who are have tried some trading they know how to trade they know where to start uh they might even be trading at the moment and 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 they're already sort of on that path and the other people really just don't it's not a world that they've ever come into contact with um they might have heard about it but they, they certainly wouldn't know where to start and i have to say I fall into that camp. <laughs> so it's all a bit of a mystery to me. So I, I, you know, I've got a basic idea of how it works, but um, I, so first of all, are people trading to get cash flow? When you say about capital, is that the monthly income that's coming in through, um, you know, money you make from these trading? Um, you have to excuse me because I don't really know the whole terminology. <laughs> uh, or are we looking to get big chunks that we can then go out and put down on a deposit? Yeah, really, really good question. Um, it's more the cash flow side, but it grows rapidly. So we are um, low risk, but we're high reward in terms of the style of trading that we do. And in terms of expected returns on a monthly basis, once our students are up to scratch, they're making anywhere from 5% to 10% per month, if not more. So it is a high cash flowing investment style, um, but it is really, really low risk. So we would only ever risk say 1% of our entire account to get that 5 to 10% growth on our entire account on a monthly basis, which is why we're low risk, but we consider ourselves high reward. And when we're in a trading position, the reason it kind of falls under the banner of trading instead of falling under the banner of investing is because it's that shorter term. So we are only in a tradable position for a couple of days to a couple of weeks at a time. So we wouldn't buy and hold something for six months to 12 months, hoping for a big pot of capital at the end. We're shorter term, um, which allows us to get those high returns, but still allows us with the style that we teach to only be in front of our computers for 30 minutes a day. Okay. So you mentioned about the return, the ROI, 5% plus. Um, how much do you think, so if someone's starting out, how much do they need to put in in order to get five percent because this is a business like anything else i imagine that needs some upfront capital yeah um so for people to you know make it worthwhile what where do people how much do people had how much do people have to find yes so when you're first starting out and there's kind of two questions in one here and it's a really good question because again there's often um uh, a preconceived idea that you need to have a lot of money in order to start trading and that's actually not true we work with people who are incredibly wealthy high net worth individuals we also work with people who are just starting out on their wealth journey so very much two ends of the spectrum there when first beginning to trade it's a skill set like anything else like property is a skill set that's why we often recommend in property that people start out with buy to lets cut their teeth and then develop further on because you need to learn the skill set and understand the principles and 
the processes and have a bit of skin in the game. So when we first start people out, the maximum we kind of want people to have in a trading account is around about a thousand pounds as a maximum. You can start with less. So you could start with just 500. You could even start with just 300 pounds if you want to. But again, looking at it as a business, we want to build our confidence, our competence and our consistency in terms of our profitable trading as quickly as we can. And then once we are those three things, those three C's, confident, competent, and consistent, then we can increase the amount of capital that we have in the account. So starting off, you don't need a lot whatsoever. And then once you know what you're doing, the sky is the limit and we can grow it from wherever you start to wherever it is you want to get to. And that's again why we encourage people to think long-term because if you are making 5% to 10% per month, you actually only need to be making 6% per month compounded and consecutively or rather on average over a 12 month period and if you hit that six percent which is the low end of what we are having our students aim for then your capital in your trading account will actually double every 12 months which is fantastic and phenomenal isn't going to happen on day one i always want to caveat that once you've got the skill set in place so that is where you can get to and improve upon that as well so the idea in that uh scenario is that you leave the profit in so it compounds over time right so yeah. you are earning the cash flow but you don't take it out because you want the uh, compounded effect of uh, uh, the growth exactly yeah yeah and that's what allows us to rapidly grow the trading account which is what i did when i first started and that's when i grew my account to the size that i could then start investing in property now i will be very honest i started investing in the northeast so i didn't need loads of capital to begin with but i started with a very very modest pot in my trading account grew that and then was able to start investing in property albeit in the northeast in middlesbrough because of that trading account Okay. And when we talk about trading, what are we trading? <laughs> so <laughs> what, is it like, um, you know, Apple shares or what, uh, what type of shares? Is it just shares or are we talking about crypto and Bitcoin and that kind of thing as well? Yeah. So it depends on the style of trading you kind of choose to go down. The style of trading that we teach is very, very adaptable and very flexible. So you can trade it on stocks and shares. You can trade it on indexes, which are like the collection of largest companies in a country. Um, you can trade it on commodities like gold, silver and oil. You can trade it on Forex. You could trade it even on crypto if you wanted to. If it's a financial market, technically you can trade it using our systems and our strategies. We would just say, make sure you test the systems and strategies on those markets before you trade them. So I tend to trade a lot of Forex because the market moves very nicely for the way that we trade. A lot of my students will do as well, but we do also trade indexes, stocks and shares. Some of my biggest trades have been on oil and on banking stocks, actually. So not even specific indexes. Um, it's been on it's been on stocks. So you really can trade anything once you have the skill set in place. Okay. And would somebody coming in, would they be better off starting off with like uh, the Fortune 500? So there's like a group of um, companies together that reduce the risk or are you looking at individual trades? Yeah. So again, this is kind of the difference between trading and, and longer term investing. If you're right. thinking you just want to do some buy and hold stuff, then right. you probably are better off. And this is not financial advice, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. The name of my YouTube channel, but you probably are in general, if you don't really know what you're doing, um, just buying those larger indexes right. or index trackers. We often hear people talk about, they are good to buy for the long term. If you're in your 60s, 70s though, 
maybe not the best option because the long term for you isn't quite as long term as someone who's starting out at 20 years old um, to be marginally blunt. You may want to look at slightly different forms of investment, which would give you a return in a quicker period of time, especially when we know the markets are so high right now from a long term perspective. However, if you're trading, then I wouldn't specify you have to focus on this type of market or that type of market what i would specify is learn the skill set that you could then apply to any of those markets and then find which one you just quite like you're seeing a lot of opportunity in because we're all a bit different on that front Um, and which is why we teach multiple different strategies across different market conditions because people will always find the one which is their favorite but you're still armed with all of those strategies. So when market conditions change and they evolve over time, you can change and evolve with them, maintaining consistent profit over the years. Okay. Um, sorry, I, I feel like I'm bombarding you with uh, questions that are very <laughs> sceptical here, but they're just, I suppose, uh, beliefs that I've got in my head about why I've not, you know, why I wouldn't have looked at this before. But for yeah. example, um, I've always thought of trading anything to do with stocks as, well, the money you put in, it can disappear overnight. Whereas if you put it into property at the end of the day, even if the value goes down, it's never going to go to zero because, you know, almost never going to go to zero because you've always got yeah. the bricks and mortar, you've got the land, you've got the house and you'll see you've got cash flow coming in. So unless you need to sell, it doesn't really matter what the value of the house is. Whereas in my mind, if I put money into stocks and shares, that can disappear overnight if that company goes bust. Yeah, which is completely true if you don't follow a correct system and a correct process. Um, So, for example, in property, I bought a flip deal the week before COVID lockdowns happened. Um, That property was meant to make me £30,000 in profit, end up losing me £30,000 instead for various reasons, joint venture problems, all all of the things which could go wrong in a property deal, right? So I personally have the belief that there's a lot that can still go wrong in property, even if it can't technically go to zero. And for me, the style of trading that we teach at Star Trading and we talk about and we run people through on our free masterclasses and and challenges we do, that is incredibly low risk. And for me, it's lower risk than property, dare I say that. And the reason is because we can cap and control our loss very, very strictly, very, very tightly. So on an entire account I have of say, I'm just going to use simple numbers for simple math. Say I have um, £10,000 in my trading account, the maximum I would be risking on a trade is £100. So the maximum I could lose is £100, which doesn't feel very risky uh, because yeah. it's not, it's incredibly low risk. Whereas if I put £100,000 into a property or a flip deal, there's potential that I could lose a lot more than just 1% of that, even though it's not going to go to zero, like you say. So it is safe in that respect. There is still the potential for lots of things to go wrong, which could cost me a heck of a lot more than 1% of what I put into the property deal. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, about the exposure, not yeah. about the amount that's put in. Right. Brilliant. You see, you've just said it better than I could have done. <laughs> it is. It's all about the exposure. And when uh, we teach people how to trade, we are all about mastering the, the safe way of trading and protecting people. And it's all about keeping their exposure incredibly low. The maximum exposure we would ever have our students um operate with is 5% total. And that would be across multiple trades, not one single trade. Um, we're not talking about either or in this scenario we're talking about doing the trading so that you can extract the money and then put it into property exactly and perhaps you then put it into property that's a that's simpler that doesn't require all you know huge development um you know 12 months or 24 months of project 
uh, you just keep it simple by investing in single lets or something that's um, a bit easier to manage. So completely, yeah. It's, yeah. it's de- for me, it's definitely not either or. I think I'm very fortunate that I started with trading because that generated me the capital, and I then had the skill set ongoing even when I was investing in property. A lot of our students who are already property investors who now learn to trade part of what they do is they they've kind of adopted my process of what I do so for example I was buying a very very simple buy to let last year and it took nine months to get the simple buy to let through conveyancing I mean what an absolute joke um ridiculous so it took me nine months but the money is sat in a bank account traditionally the money is sat in a bank account waiting to go because it's got to be used as proof of funds but what did I do because I've got the skill set of trading, I had it in my trading account, which is, by the way, FCA regulated, which means it can be used as proof of deposit because it's effectively a bank. So it sat in my trading account, generating me income more than the bank account would. So when it does finally come out of my, my trading account in order to be used as that deposit for the property or the purchase of the property, I've already made interest on it, but I've still got the capital ready for the the property deposit. So this is why we very much see it as a symbiosis, the two things together. You're making your money work harder for you than you constantly having to work hard for the money. And why not have that deposit working, making money for you rather than it just sat in the bank kind of rotting away a little bit and not doing a lot for you. So this is why I love the partnership between property and trading. Wow, that's really interesting. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. And, okay, so trading then. Um it, it, it sounds great. Sounds it's why isn't everyone else doing this? Yeah, <laughs> um, I suppose is the, is the next question. Yeah, um, it's the same. I think it's the same answer as to why is not everybody doing property, because it does require you to have to learn new things, face your own mental and emotional rubbish, because so much of what we do is about mindset and emotional management. Um, I mean, property has caused me the most stress of anything ever in my life I still believe in it but it's been a hard old journey um and trading although it's been an easier journey for me there's a lot to be said for consistency it's kind of like everyone knows it's healthy to go to the gym but does everybody go to the gym no they don't myself included although I'm trying to get back on it um but it's because it's one of those things which is especially when you know what you're doing it's so easy to actually do in that 30 minute time period it's also so easy not to do so it kind of falls down the um, priority list when actually if you master the consistency you master your mindset and your emotions which is where the tricky thing is the skill itself is actually not too difficult to learn yes it's like learning to drive a car you have to get some practice get some feedback make sure you're you're doing the things correctly you're pressing the right buttons at the right time but once you've done that it's it's so easy you you wonder how you ever didn't know how to drive a car and that's what trading is a bit like but it's just a case of getting over that initial learning hurdle to be able to then be that consistent and keep going with it. I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. And there's a lot of misconceptions about trading as well, that it's high risk, that it's really difficult to learn, that you need a lot of money to start. There's all those barriers which people put in the way that actually aren't the case if you learn a really good system like we have at Star Trading. And how does it work with... Um, Because in my mind, I'd be thinking, well, all of these AI computers and, you know, this, you know, whatever fraction of a second computers are actually going to be way better than me sitting there for half an hour a day so how do you compete with these um these softwares i probably get asked this question nearly once a day (laughs) (laughs) well this is what this is your one for today right (laughs) this is my one for today so you take the box for me thank you so um and it's it is it comes from i think there is a lot going on in terms of ai and in the world and things like that 
I am yet to meet anybody in the world of trading who has used uh, an algorithm or a robot that automatically makes money consistently. I've never, and I've been doing this now over 10 years, just over 10 years now. So October was my anniversary. So last month was my 10 year anniversary. And I've not met anybody who's made any money from robots other than the people who sell the robots. Similarly, if that's a word, um, I've never met anybody who has made consistent profit from copying somebody else's trades. The only people I know who've made money from that are the people selling those trades. And that's one thing which is very different to what we do at Star Trading is we're all about empowerment. So we want to empower people to have a skill set that they can have for life. So if, God forbid, I was hit by a bus or my team were hit by a bus and we were to disappear for whatever reason overnight, our students still have the skill set in place, which means they can continue to trade for the rest of their life. It's the principle of give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, give a man a fishing rod and teach him how to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. And that's what we're wanting to do. We're wanting to give that fishing rod so people can go into the markets, they can start generating capital for themselves, that real high level cash flow. If you're in the UK, it's tax free as well. So it just ticks so many boxes, but it's all about empowerment for us. And why doesn't it work just to copy someone else's trade so if you're obviously you, you you know you've been doing this 10 years i would expect you to know a lot more about which trades are going to be profitable more yeah. than me so uh, it seems a bit counterintuitive for me to come in and say oh okay well i like the look of this trade because it's got a nice name or something you know what yeah. um how does that how yeah it's um, a good question i'm not entirely sure why the copy trades never seem to work um i think well Let's let's say, for example, just out of scenario that they do work. Brilliant. Fantastic. So you're copying my trades for a year. You're making consistent profit. You're making money. You're very, very happy. And then I disappear. You're back to square one. And that's what I don't want. That's the opposite of what I want for people. I want them to be continually growing and evolving. I don't want them to be trapped at square one and then having to find the next person, then having to find the next person. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've never seen it work consistently. Um yeah. And I don't really know why the answer is, but I just never have. It's the same reason with why don't the robots work? I don't know why they don't work. I just know that they tend to work for a couple of months at a time. And then all of a sudden they lose the people using them a heck of a lot of money because they break all the risk rules and things like that. Yeah, I guess we would have heard the heard about them by now if they worked right because someone would be really really rich <laughs> well very true very very true yeah whereas so, we do know that there's people who trade based on their own decision making who are very wealthy because we do know they exist it's just harder to crack that code for yourself okay so i understand there's probably you know you could spend yeah a lifetime learning about all of these skill sets involved in trading um similar to property i suppose yeah. and in property people can just come in and buy a buy to let it doesn't really take very much you know you don't have to be um <laughs> i say uh even very intelligent you just hire a solicitor and you've got some money and you buy a house right uh, there's yeah. not really much to it so on the very basic entry level for trading can somebody come in and just keep it very simple and and still make money um yes and no so it's different because with a property in that scenario you have an asset straight away that is generating you capital really what's generating you capital and cash flow from trading is your knowledge so someone could come in 
and have a very good week, have a very good month, maybe even have a very good couple of months. But if they don't have system and they don't have structure and they don't understand why they're performing well or why they're not performing, then it's going to be very, very hard for them to continue to make profit from their trading. I suppose it, it for me, that's when it falls into the realm of gambling rather than analysis and trading and investing, because you're kind of just walking into a casino, except for the casino is the financial market. You're putting everything on black and hoping that it hits black and you may get that happen three, four, five times in a row. But then what happens when it doesn't? You have no idea why you you haven't got a system. You haven't got a strategy. You're just hoping for the best. Um, and that uh, one business mentor of mine once said to me, hope is not an effective strategy. And I was like, oh, that's very true. Um, so, yes, be hopeful, but have an actual strategy in place as well. Right. So in the scenario of a casino, really, if you've got a strategy, it's still down to look at the end of the day and whether they're kind of uh, the the it, not so it's rigged in the favour of the casino, but um, the odds aren't really in your favour of winning. Whereas in trading, uh, you come in with a particular strategy, as you've said, and therefore you know, how much control do you have over the profit that you make? Yeah, really good question. I suppose it's similar to how much control do you have over the tenants that come into your properties who could do whatever they do to them. There's always going to be risk associated. However, we do the things we need to do to stay safe and to to limit those risks. And it's the same with trading as well. So you can approach trading like an investment or you can approach it like you're gambling and i know which one i want to be on because gamblers end up losing money those who are investors if they're doing it right should be making um profit on a consecutive basis so in the same way i could just buy a property and it's actually a bit of a gamble because i haven't done my due diligence i've not done my research i could set up a business and that's a bit of a gamble rather than investment because I'm just kind of hoping for the best. I've not done my market research. I've not done this and done that. So all forms of investment will carry that risk. So they all have an element of luck or an element of gambling. But what makes them not gambling, what makes them investment is systems and strategies and processes and analysis. So just as a, a brief example, all of the strategies that we teach people, we have tested for a minimum of three years, some of them up to 20 years. So we know that they historically work and we also teach them in a way that allows them to adapt over time as market conditions change too. That is when you're in the, the realm of investing, not just hoping for the best. Okay. So obviously you've got um, the secret sauce that you probably don't want to give away on this podcast, but if there's one thing that you could say about uh, what makes a good trader, uh, what makes a profitable trader, what would that be? Really good question. So we, we talk about four different personality types in trading and investing, and you can actually be a good trader in all of those realms, all of those areas. Um, I think one thing that I'll pick out for what makes a good trader, um, and or rather what makes a good trading system, because ultimately a good trader can follow a good trading system. Okay. But what makes a good trading system is it removes the element of emotion. And this is, so we actually had our trading system featured in Bloomberg and Yahoo Finance and places like that. And what they draw out of it was the fact that our system is data-driven. So it's not emotion, it's not gut, it's not moon cycles, it's not anything like that. It's to do with the data that the market has presented. And so if you can follow that data if you can assess that data correctly and i'm not a maths head whatsoever by the way like i i was in the special class for maths at school um but i've learned how to collect the right data and learned what that right data is telling me 
and apply that correctly to the market, that really is a secret source. So what makes somebody a successful trader is their ability to understand that data, apply that data and follow the system that is created based on that data. Right. And okay, let's bring it back to investing in property. So you get the, let's say, let's say someone starts with a thousand pounds and they, you know, do that consistently, the trading over 12 months, looking at five to 10%. They don't take it out as cash flow. So it compounds. Um, so at what point, again, I'm, 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 I'm trying to work out my head, um, at what point would they have? you know enough to either put towards a deposit do you think is it you know a couple of years or do you need like a larger sum some some maths magicians are going to be listening to this thinking (laughs) those who are listening who've got maths probably thinking about us like what are these two but they've probably and they've probably figured out the answer already to the question yes definitely Um, sorry Remember, 1,000 is just where we start off with as a maximum to begin with. Again, someone might be only 500. uh, And that isn't where we'd want to stick and stay for the whole time. Once you know what you're doing, which with our students is anywhere from two months to six months to be kind of fully up to speed, then it's about what level of capital are you comfortable with? So we've got people who are trading with close to a million pounds in their trading accounts, people who are have hit the £10,000 in their trading account and they're very happy and comfortable sticking there. So it really is a kind of a personal decision in terms of where you want to get to and where you're starting off with. The reality is if you can just kind of reverse engineer it based upon 5% to 10% per month. So if you were starting with just 1,000 and you didn't add in anything extra, it is going to take you a few years to get to that point. But that isn't the process we really want you to be following. We want you to start with a thousand maximum master the skill set and then increase the level of capital that you have in your trading account as you grow that confidence competency and consistency yeah so it's really for people who do have extra cash who they can um boost their account with to increase the compounding uh to get the quicker results i would say that's one group of person um and again when we compare ourselves with each other, it, it, it's a thief of joy, all of that sort of thing. So if someone doesn't have a lot of capital, learning to trade is probably one of the best things that they can do because it is going to generate them more capital than putting their money in the bank. They can't afford to do property yet anyway. So why not actually develop a skill set which can increase that cash flow and increase that capital from a smaller amount of capital to begin with? Again, if we think slightly longer term, that's a really, really good play. It's a really good way to go. It's also really, really good for people who do have more capital to play with, or maybe they're sat at around £20,000 and they're thinking, should I put that into a house deposit or should I do something else with that money? What else could I do to generate an income? I don't know what else to do. Trading for them is also a really brilliant option because yes, we're going to start with just that thousand, but then we're going to generate capital. You can use the rest of the capital you've got in uh, of that 20,000 once you're competent and that's going to generate more for the future right okay yeah I suppose my question was is it still worth people starting if they've really not got very much money but yeah you've that as yes. <laughs> personally I think it is because that's where I started I didn't have any capital to begin with. I was working retail um, on the shop floor initially, worked my way up into head offices, then started learning to trade. So that is where I started. But if they haven't got a lot of capital, what else are they going to do from an investment perspective? 
They can't buy a property, which we know is a really safe way to go. They could start a business, but we know how much hard work that is. Um, and also no guarantee of success either. And a lot of businesses require a lot of capital to start with anyway. Whereas trading is a starting point, low capital. Yes, you need to learn the skill set, but it's upfront learning. Once you've got that skill set in place, then whatever amount of capital you have, you can then generate more capital from. So again, from a long-term play, even if you've got nothing to begin with, really, it's a really, really good skill set to have because it will create the wealth that you want in the future. And do you see that people, um, uh, I guess there are some people who start off with the trading, they they build up enough of a pot to invest in the property and then they use the money from the property to come back into their trading account because then obviously the trading account is at zero because they've used it for the so the deposit for the house uh, but presumably when people refinance as well they pull that pot out back in and then they go again and build it up yeah. so they're compounding exactly, yeah. each stage right and that that is one route to property through trading um, and that is definitely what some of them have done what um we tend to suggest is you actually build up more capital in your trading account than you actually need for the first property so that when you take the money out for the property you've still got trading capital that you can then continue to grow as well so it's longer in the initial stage but it's quicker in the overall stage if you do it that way and um for other areas of business or life you know if somebody wants a um a personal trainer they're just going down to the gym and sign up with a pt right yeah. uh, but if they want to get involved in trading it's not very obvious where to go and who to trust yeah uh, so what does that look like? So if somebody wanted to get involved, um, kind of how much does it cost to get into it and get started? Uh, and what does that look like in the form of support? Yeah. So um, that's there's a general question in terms of the world of trading and there's price points all over the point. Um, so yeah. all, all over. With us, we do a lot of free stuff. We do have training options that are upwards of 20,000, but you can start with us for as little as uh, turning up to a free event. Um, we often co-host events with an organization called the Swedish Wealth Institute, um, which is run by a guy called Daniel Wood. And we recently just did a Kim Kiyosaki event. So I got to share the stage with her, well, virtual stage with her, which was brilliant. That was hosted by Swedish Wealth Institute. Um, but we also have star trading masterclasses, which are free um, and five day challenges, which are only 20 pounds as well, just to give people a real good taster of what it is we do, how we do it, what trading is and how it can work for them as well at a fee which is really really nominal so that they can kind of dip their toe in the water and see if it's for them or not um so yes that's probably the from my side the best way to go i would highly recommend not just trawling the internet because there's a lot of information out there which is good but there's also a lot that isn't very good and if you don't know what you don't know at this stage you may be absorbing a lot of information which isn't very helpful whatsoever Absolutely. Well, you know, you wouldn't even know what was the good, what was the bad. <laughs> Gosh, I can imagine that gets pretty overwhelmed very quickly. So um, obviously we have, you know, YPM, we've worked with you already. So it's great to just be able to signpost people in your direction. And uh, and as you say, you can get, people can get kind of a free starter entry level web class um, and a few of the challenges there so um, yeah we'll put links to all of those in the show notes is there any uh any kind of final thoughts that we haven't covered that you'd like to mention before we finish 
I think we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, my hope is that from some of the answers I've given today, that people will realize trading isn't necessarily what they thought it was. And if people would like to know more, they can contact me on Instagram, but be careful because there is a lot of people pretending to be me on social media um, uh, or drop me um, an email, which I'll give to the show notes as well. Um, just so I can make sure you guys are, are working in the right direction with your trading and you're staying safe out there. Great. So look out for the blue tick. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, this one doesn't because my blue tick one also got hacked. So apparently oh, no. it doesn't mean that much. So that's gone. <laughs> well, we'll have the official link in our show notes. So that's yeah. the best place to look. So come and look at the podcast show notes. It's also in the uh, YouTube show notes as well. And uh, look out for one of our emails because we are running a couple of web classes with you uh, fairly regularly now. So that's yeah. that's really good. So look out for those. And uh, yeah, it's been really interesting. Uh, you've answered a lot of my questions or limiting beliefs. Uh, so thank you for that. <laughs> and hopefully I'm sure it's probably what a lot of people who've never really got into trading might be thinking as well. So yeah, it's really interesting to have that angle and uh, great to have an alternative way for people to build up that part of money. For a lot of people, that's, you know, the the thing that stops them getting into property. So if yeah. trading, you know, is for them, then here is another avenue they can get into. Brilliant. Thank you so oh, much. Yeah. Well, great. yeah, thank you for your time, Lewis. And we look forward to, um, you know, helping people get started in trading in the future. Right then, guys, for everyone who is not yet a link, who's not yet a subscriber to the YBM magazine, click the link in the show notes for your free 30-day trial and we'll see you soon. Take care for now. Bye.